Good morning. Today is Thursday, December 24th, 2020. What I want to share with you this morning is the first part of a two-part presentation. It's not exactly a continuation, but the second part that I hope to share with you next week is complementary to what I want to share with you today. Hopefully I'll do that on Sunday unless something else uh, comes up. And what I want to share with you today comes is based on an essay by Rabbi Yisachar Frand. So in this week's parsha, there is a curious phrase, a dramatic verse. Yaakov finally learns that his son Yosef is alive and is a leader in Mitzrayim in Egypt. And Yosef has instructed his father and his entire family to come down to Egypt to be able to survive the famine. And the Torah tells us that Yaakov was afraid. Of course, he wanted to see his son Yosef. He wanted his family to be reunited. But he was afraid about what it would mean for the entire family to relocate outside of Israel and in Egypt. Perhaps prophetically he understood that this might be the beginning of this long and difficult exile, which in fact is what happened. So, the Torah says as follows, Vayomer Elohim Yisrael b'maros God said to Yisrael, Yaakov, in a dream at night, Vayomer Yaakov, Yaakov, God calls to Yaakov, Yaakov, Vayomer, and Yaakov answers, Hineni, here I am. Vayomer, God says, Anochi hakel elokei avicha, I am the merciful God, the God of your father. Al tira meridam etraima. Don't be afraid about going down to Egypt. Because I will make you into a great nation there. I will go down with you to Mitzrayim. And I will also bring you back. We discussed that verse a few weeks ago in a different context. But now the end of the Pusik. And God further says to Yaakov, the Yosef, Yashis Yado Al Einecha, and Yosef will place his hand on your eyes. That's a strange thing to say. You're trying to convince someone who's afraid of going somewhere, and you convince them, don't worry, it's going to be okay, because your son Yosef will place his hand over your eyes. What does that mean? So, a number of commentators understand it in a simple manner, placing the eyes, placing one's hand over someone's eyes is a, uh, a metaphor for describing their death. Even today, a person dies, we have the custom to close their eyes when they pass away. So, what God is really saying to Yaakov is, you're going down to Egypt, don't worry, your son Yosef, who is again, remember, second in command of all of Egypt, your son Yosef will take care of you. He will provide for you. He'll make sure you have everything you need, even to the very end of your life when you pass away. Your son Yosef will take care of you and do everything that you need. Okay, that's one approach. There's a second approach, a second answer that is very cryptic, 
and it's given by the Zohar. The Zohar is the main textbook of Kabbalah, Jewish mysticism. And the Zohar says, this is the secret of Shema Yisrael. What does that mean? This is the secret of Shema Yisrael. So, let me explain it like this. The Talmud has the following discussion. The Talmud quotes a verse, famous verse, we're very familiar with it, and it will be that God will become king of all the earth, and on that day, on that day, God will be one, and his name will be one. So this verse tells us that at some future time, God will be one and his name will be one. The Talmud asks the question, what do you mean in the future God will be one? You mean he's not one today? We all know God is one. How can this verse be talking about God being one in the future? So the Talmud gives the following answer. The Talmud says, in the Messianic era, in the future, the world will be different than it is now. Now, when something good happens to a person, we make a bracha, hatov v'hametiv, or in other circumstances, we make the bracha shehechiyanu, something beautiful is happening, something good is happening. We bless God for the good that is happening in our lives. When something bad happens, God forbid, we make a different bracha. We say the bracha, Dayon HaEmes. God is a true judge. God forbid someone we love passes away. We make this bracha. God, you are the true judge. Something good happens, we make one blessing. Something bad happens, we make a different blessing. However, in the future, in the era of the Mashiach, in the Messianic era, we will only say one blessing. For everything that happens, we will say the blessing, Hatova Metiv, blessed are you God, who is good and does good. And the commentators explain that what that line in the Talmud means is today, in this world, in our lives, we have good things that happen and we bless God for the good that happens. We also have negative things. We have tragic things that happens. All too often, tragic things happen. Even though we have a belief that everything that happens is actually for our well-being, we have this phrase, Gam Zulatova, this is also for good. But it's very, very difficult to actually feel that when it happens. We feel, God forbid, someone we love passes away or something else happens bad. We feel devastated. We feel crushed. And so the bracha that we recite responds to the feeling that we have as human beings. In the Messianic era, in the future, our eyes will be open. We'll be able to see the big picture. We'll be able to see 
that those things that appear negative in fact are positive. We will not feel crushed by them. We will be able to make this one bracha, hatova hametiv. You, God, are good and you do good for those things that are clearly good and even for those things that today appear to us to be negative. But that's not now. That's only in the future. That's why the Talmud says, in the future, we will be able to say only one bracha, but now we're not on that level. What do we mean when we say the word Shema Yisrael? Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. Shema Yisrael, listen Israel, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem is Elokeinu, our God, Hashem Echad, God is one. You know, of course, that though God, of course, clearly is one, there are different names that we use for God. They don't mean, God forbid, that there's more than one God. It means that we perceive God in different ways. God's character or mood appears to us differently at different times. Sometimes God appears to us as Elohim or Elokeinu. That word implies God as a judge, God who imposes strict judgment. Another name for God, we say the word Hashem, but the word Yud, then Hey, then Vav, then Hey, Hashem, that is a word that refers to God implying a God of mercy. When we say, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad, what we mean to say is, listen Israel, there's Hashem and there's Elokeinu. There are times that we perceive God to be merciful and there are times that we perceive God to be strict and punishing. But we assert our belief, our conviction that these two moods of God or characteristics of God, Echad, it's all one God. The Talmud says that when Rabbi Yehuda Nasi, Rabbi Judah the Prince, who edited the Mishnah about 1800 years ago, when Rabbi Yehuda Nasi would say the word Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, he would cover his eyes. And as you know, it is our practice till this day that when we say that first line, we cover our eyes. Why do we cover our eyes when we say the first line of Shema Yisrael? Well, of course, the simple answer is to be able to concentrate. It's a principle, a fundamental principle of our belief. We don't want to be distracted. We want to be able to concentrate. So we remove all distractions and we cover our eyes. But there's another reason. That is, here we are asserting that Hashem, the merciful God, and Elokeinu, the God of justice and retribution, is Echad. It's all one, one God. The problem is, we don't always see it. Today, in our lives, we don't perceive God as being both of these entities. We see them as very separate. We see what appears to be good, and we see what appears to be bad and painful. So we need to cover our eyes, at least metaphorically, to hide our view of life today in order to assert 
what will be clear to us in the future that Hashem, the merciful God, and Elokeinu, the retribution God, is in fact Echad, it is all one, and in fact it is all good for our benefit. That's why we cover our eyes. The example of this concept, par excellence, is Yosef. Yosef lives his life, as we were studying in last week's portion and now in this week's portion, he goes through tremendous hardship, slavery, false imprisonment, being cast out from his family, sold by his brothers, all these terrible things that happened to him. After many, many years pass, we discussed this last week, after many years pass, Yosef comes to see it was not bad. In fact, it was all part of God's plan that led to me being second in command of Egypt, able to reunify my family, able to sustain the entire world. None of it would have happened had I not gone through all of those steps, which at the time appeared very, very negative. But now, in retrospect, I see they were extremely positive. They led me to this amazing position to be able to do all these things. Yosef is the proof that though things happen in the world that appear negative, and we perceive them as negative, and we are allowed, with our human nature, to respond to them as if they are negative. But in fact, there will come a time in the future when we will see that they were for our benefit. Yosef is the proof of that. When the verse says in our parsha, Yosef yashis yado al enecha, God says to Yaakov, Yaakov, you're going into Egypt. You know that it's going to be the beginning of a very bitter, dark, and painful exile. I know God says to Yaakov, you are reluctant. You don't want to leave Israel. You don't want to go to Egypt, even though it is to be reunited with your family and with Yosef. But God says to Yaakov, don't worry. It's part of a plan. And Yosef will place his hand over your eyes just like we place our hand over our eyes when we say Shema. Yosef will be the model for you that you will go through these very negative experiences and ultimately you will be able to see that they are in fact for your benefit. Yosef is the model of what you will be able to experience and that's why you should not be afraid to go down to Egypt. That's what the Zohar means when it says, Yosef will cover your eyes. It is the secret of Shema Yisrael. The idea of why we cover our eyes when we say Shema is exactly the comfort that God was giving to Yaakov at that moment. All of us, we may not be capable of that type of faith that Yosef had, but at least we can have Yosef as a model to know that it is true and to know that it is possible to perceive even if we don't reach that level, but at least to understand in the future that understanding will come. My friends, I want to wish you a great day, and I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.